firm are those of Coal Investment Group and its staff. Coal Investment Group is a registered investment advisor. Call 262-522-4040. Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. Good morning and welcome, WISN, the Retirement Clinic with the Kowal Investment Group and your host, the founder, Jeff Kowal, is on the air for a very special, special show. Jeff, good morning. Good morning, Paul. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm really in a good mood because we are celebrating on your show, Jeff, 22 years. It's your 22nd anniversary. Yeah. To, to me, it seems like it's just another Saturday. <laughs> you know, I go to work and then here it is. Here's the show. We try to do the best job possible, bring as much information as we can. But it is a big deal. 22 years ago, we started. We started September 9th of 2001. It was the Saturday before 9-11. And you were you brought up a good point before we went on the air about a lot of people don't even remember nine eleven weren't even born when nine eleven was. So if you're under, well, we're celebrating twenty two years, right? Right. So September eleventh, two thousand and one. If you're of a certain age, Jeff, you remember where you were that day. You oh, just of course. Do- I remember exactly, and my emotion, my emotions as the day went on, thinking what's going to happen. How weird that our show aired the Saturday before that. Yeah. And then we didn't come back on for a couple of weeks. Right, because they had a prayer service. They had all kinds of stuff. That Everything was locked down, shut down at that point. I remember, st- I, but like you say, you remember where you were. I remember standing behind a couch at the home, at my home, looking at the TV and thinking, that's not an accident. Because at first when it flew into the building, it's, they say, well, we're not sure. I, you could tell right away that wasn't an accident. And Yeah, you're right. As things developed during the day, oh, man. As the second plane hit. Jeff, then, you, oh my goodness, then the Pentagon, then, you know, the right. the final plane just, you know, with heroes forcing it down in the Absolutely, field, yeah. etched in our memories. Yep. Uh, 22 years, is the world a better place? Is the world a safer place now? I'm mm. sure. We'll see. Well, I will say this, domestic terrorism, thank God yep. for this. Absolutely. We haven't seen anything to that, that level since, so that's a good thing. I think there are thwarted terrorist attacks that we never hear about. Yeah, and that's good, too. I don't want to hear about it. I don't need to hear about it. If, they, if they're effective and that's what's causing it, I'm perfectly okay about not knowing about it. Let them do their job and leave them alone. Well, it affected the markets as, Jeff, that's how we started the show 20 years ago. But all of the timing of 9-11 aside, I just want to say congratulations, you thank and you your Paul. staff. Yeah, thanks because to you for 22 years with us, Paul. I was, Putting up with all of us with I was us here on day years. one, right? Yep. And then you morphed into the daily Mark Belling appearances, uh, 3 and 5 p.m. news blocks, doing the market updates, which you still do every day of the week, Monday through Friday. Yeah, we've actually been doing those a little bit longer. We started those in 1997, so that's 26 years. Oh, that came doing, first. Yes. So we've been doing those hmm. the business reports since 1997. Yeah, every day, Monday through Friday, at 3 o'clock news block, 5 o'clock news block, we give you an idea of what's going on in the markets that day. What's causing the markets to go up or down? Is it a corporate earnings report? Is is it Powell talking about interest rates or, or being wishy-washy about what he's going to do with interest rates? What's causing the markets to go up or down that particular day? We wrap it up with the Dow. The, oh, we could try to give you an idea of a so what. How does it apply to you and your life? Then we wrap it up with the Dow, the S&P 500, and NASDAQ. All Monday through Friday, the Coal Investment Group, our great team of uh, fiduciary advisors, give you that information. Uh, Monday through Friday, 3 o'clock and 5 o'clock news blocks, right in the middle of the Mark Belling uh, late afternoon show. I like how you rhetorically said, so what? How does that affect me? If the right. doubt, Well, I, I got some news for you, right? If you're involved in the markets at all, 401k plan, whatever, 
to what extent that is, Jeff, it doesn't really matter. It it certainly has affected uh, people. And we're going to sort of get into topics that talks about that. The And you've got two articles that kind of contradict each other. So we're going to peel away those layers. Can we get background on your... On your growth over the years, because oh, man. you've added locations. Yeah, we've added. I was just thinking that the koalway.com probably didn't exist back then. <laughs> the koalway.com. We had a phone number that probably hasn't changed in 22 years. But yeah, even that. Uh, you no, know, we've grown to over a billion, 1.1 billion of assets that we manage for our clients. Uh, we work with people who are close to already in retirement with. Um, uh, $750,000 or more. So if you have a million, two million, five million dollars, ten million dollars or more, uh, we're, we're happy and comfortable to work with you. We care about you and your success. We want you keep, you to keep your family wealth in your family. So taxes are a big part of it. Estate planning is a big part of it. Those things we've all, we've been doing all these years. Uh, fiduciary advisors always put in our clients' interest first. Those are things that we did right from the very beginning. Um, so yeah, as some things have changed a lot, and some things haven't changed at all. Well, the internet's gotten faster. As slow as you might think your computer is, or yeah. if you're having a bad day at work, just remember when it first came out. Oh yeah, dial up, sure. and and then of course you know a smartphone today was so much faster than any computer was back then. So. To put things in perspective, 22 years doing this radio show on WISN, the retirement clinic, we've always called it that. We right. were a little shorter because Paul Harvey did this 20-minute segment. That's right. The radio legend, Paul Harvey. I thought Harvey. this is going to be easy. I just have to do 40 minutes from 1220 to, uh, uh, to, to 1 o'clock. Well, then we spent an hour. Then we got the 10 o'clock news blog, 10 o'clock time on Saturday mornings. And I think there are more people listening and more people we can share information with. And we dive in deep uh, to retirement talk. That's what they do, right? The Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. The Kowalway.com, the website, or 262-522-4040 if you have any questions at all. I should mention, World Headquarters in Waukesha, in Port Washington, there's an office, in Phoenix, Arizona, in Racine, in Heartland, soon to be Delafield. In fact, very soon, we'll keep you updated for you folks in Delafield when that office opens up. You said something about being a millionaire. <laughs> And well, there's, think, there's probably more millionaires than you think, or are there? Well, they are increasing because of the market going up. But one thing that we do on this show tends to be a little bit more, I don't want to say sophisticated, but more maybe detailed or in-depth. Because we think we, I think we respect our listeners and know that a lot of them that do listen, listen regularly, have put, been putting money away consistently. They've accumulated some wealth. And I thought this was kind of interesting, Paul, because there were two conflicting articles within just a couple of days of each other. One said, stock market rally makes more 401k savers millionaires. Sounds great. Yep. The other article, 401k hardship withdrawals on the upswing as inflation squeezes customers, consumers. So you have one saying, oh, this is a terrible time, consumers, inflation's up, people are ripping money out of their 401k plans, and the other one says stock market millionaires, more of them. Let's start with the hardship withdrawals first of all. Um, uh, uh, this is a Fox Business article. A uh, growing number of Americans are making emergency withdrawals from their 401k retirement plans to cover a financial emergency and chronically high inflation, according to new data from the Bank of America, uh, marks an increase of 36% from the second quarter of 2022. Hardship withdrawals allow workers to tap their 401k for an immediate and heavy financial need. Individuals uh, who make these types of withdrawals 
owe income tax on the money. Beware. Let me repeat that. You owe income tax. If you take a hardship withdrawal, yes, you don't have to pay the penalty in most cases. Sometimes you could be hit with a 10% federal and a 3.33% state penalty if you're under the age of 59 and a half. However, the penalty can be waived if workers provide adequate evidence that the money is, in fact, being used for qualified hardship such as a medical expense. So but you're are, still taxed, you said. Still it's, taxed, yeah. But some people, oh, okay, good, I don't have to pay a penalty. That Notice, it didn't say you don't have to pay the tax. You do have to pay the tax. Aren't those two words interchangeable pretty much? No. <laughs> Paul, 22 years and you still, they are not interchangeable. A, a tax is a lot different from a penalty. Okay. A lot, and sometimes you, you have the opportunity to have a penalty and a tax. All so right. isn't that great? And interest and other things. So, no, they're, they're different. Uh, uh, the, the tax is something that, yes, it is a penalty because you get you have to pay taxes to get your money out of a retirement plan. But in addition to that, so that might be anywhere from 15% to 40% that you have to pay tax on. The penalty is generally around 10% federally and 3%. So they're different. I sort of said that tongue-in-cheek because, right, over the years we've said, if politicians are great at not calling something a tax, but we're going to uh, penalize you for a certain thing, they'll just use a different word. Yeah, we'll Uh, use a surtax. Surcharge. Surcharge. A surcharge (laughs) is to have a tax. So, yeah, they they misnomer. They, They name it something else. That's not really true. Um, but if you sometimes you take a hardship withdrawal, you can't pay it back. Uh, you cannot you cannot pay it back, first of all, in the 401k. You cannot roll that money into another retirement savings plan. You can't roll it into an IRA. Um, and the increase in workers tapping their 401ks for emergency purposes comes as they confront stubbornly high inflation that has uh, rapidly eroded their purchasing power. I love this. There's a uh, the next article talks about inflation, and I have to address this. Now I'll go to the to the contrary one because this is kind of interesting. Government reported last month that the consumer price index. Now I ran this in, Jan- in July, so this is uh, uh, the uh, July. Oh no, it was August 9th article, but the latest information was from June that uh, consumer price index rose three percent in June compared to the previous year. It says, although the gauge is down from a peak of 9.1%, it remains above the pre-pandemic average. Okay, 3% inflation, well, that doesn't sound too bad. What it says, it's on top of 9% before that. So the analogy is, I put on 50 pounds last year. This year, I put on 20 pounds. So, so that's only, progress. That's Jeff. progress. I only put on 20. No, it's, so that's, that's the 3% inflation. Right. You on didn't take of, 20 pounds off. You, you gained 20 more. 20 more. That's, no, I really didn't. But, but that's the analogy. I put <laughs> on 50. Now, I, this year, I only put on 20. That's like last year was 9.5%. This year, it's only up 3%. It's still on top of that. Nine and a half percent from last year. Boy, they really know how to spin things, oh, right? Oh gosh, yeah. I mean, See, you really have to cut through all the yeah, crap. Yeah, you didn't lose that nine percent. That you didn't lose that fifty pounds. <laughs> you, you pay it's a, nine, and yeah, then an additional three. Three point one percent. But three is better than nine, Jeff. Yeah, but that's on top of it. So yeah, exactly. Um, and the total credit card debt has surged to one point three billion, three point one point three trillion, one point oh three trillion dollars. Oh gosh, credit card debt. Okay, but let's go back to the con- con- contrasting. Contrasting articles. One said hardship withdrawals are on the upswing. The other one said stock market rally makes more 401k savers millionaires. Can they both be true? 
Yes, they can. I was just going to ask, could both be sure. correct? You can have people that are struggling. We see that all the time. That have to tap into their credit cards. They have to tap into their 401ks, take out hardship withdrawals, pay the taxes on those. Remember, you got to pay taxes on it. But the average saver, retirement saver, with a million-dollar balance is 59 years old. So it's generally not younger people. It's two people that have been putting away money consistently for years. Number of people with at least a million dollars in their 401k accounts has grown 25% so far this year. Some 378,000 retirement savers and fidelity plans had seven-figure balances as of June 30th. Wait, that's worthy of repeating. It's up 25%. 25%. It's up from 299000 at the end of 2020, 2022. So at the end of 2022, when the market was down, there were 299000 in Fidelity's plans, 401k plans, that were millionaires. Now 378000 It's up 25%. That also sounds good. But pre-pandemic, there were, okay, I have that number... 442,000. So there are 378,000 now, up from 299. The high was 442. Before the pandemic. Yeah, so we're still not back up to pre-pandemic levels. But this is progress. Again, up 25% in the last year. Um, Well, as the show airs here, September 9th, 2023, nobody knows the future. Inflation was going to be transitory, Jeff, remember? (laughs) That's funny, Paul. How long ago was that? Yeah, that was two years ago. They said two years ago. Temporary is going to be transitory. Uh, uh, Not surprisingly, the rise and fall retirement account millionaires closely track the stock market moves. Uh, in 2022, both bonds and stocks tumbled, taking the number of Fidelity's 401k millionaires down by 32%. Mm. Uh, becoming a millionaire isn't a sign of wealth it once was, thanks to inflation. That's it's, a key thing you just that said. That is. That's, I'm glad you recognize that. Everybody wants to be a millionaire. It's nice to hit those all those zeros after the one. Uh, but it's not what it used to be. You, you think about... You know, even a rule of thumb of you know how much you should have in your retirement plan. The it's either ten to twelve times your final pay. So if you have, if you're making a two hundred thousand dollars, you as your final pay, you should have between two and two and a half million dollars in your retirement plan. And if when you make a hundred thousand dollars, your final pay about one point two million. Ten yeah. times your final pay is what you should have in your retire in your retirement plan to maintain quality of life. To Same standard of living, we yep. can't live on the social security. Obviously, Jeff, I don't think anybody Correct. considers that to be enough to live on. So, a million dollars is not what it was. Certainly. Back in pick a year, 75, 85, even 95, <laughs> even 22 years <laughs> Even when we started was, because yep. we used to do the sexy segment, the wealth management and preservation segment, is for millionaires. Well, I'm sure we have a lot more now than we did back then. Look at the cost of housing. What A $300,000 home 20 years ago is magnificent, right? Not that it's not now. Sure. But that 300000 probably right now would sell for about seven fifty, eight fifty, something like that. Yeah, yeah, you're I mean, right. 22 years of real estate market. being in the business, you probably have your finger on the pulse of that real I've estate learned, business. I've learned a lot. <laughs> By osmosis. I also learned from you, Jeff, never to get obsessed with that daily tracking of your 401k. Oh, oh, the, oh I, what's, my, what's my, even if you're close to retirement, it'll drive you nuts. That's right. But among the characteristics that distinguish 401k millionaires are the high savings rate. This is this is important, Paul. You talk about rate of return, and it drives you nuts with the up and down. But that's really not the thing that drives millionaires. The millionaires save 
high rates. On average, they save 17.2% of their pay. Their employers contribute another 9.3% to their retirement accounts for a total savings rate of 26.5% according to Fidelity. In contrast, baby boomers born between 46 and 19, 1946 and 1964 saved 11.5%. So millionaires saved 17.2%. Um, baby boomers, on average, save 11.5%. And employers kick in for an average total savings of 16.6%. Millionaires save almost 10% more, 26%. Do you think that's something with the boomers, how they were raised? Are you a generational thing? I think so. They started slower, but and and you know perhaps they're starting to catch up now. Um, but they, you know that's why they put up some of the put in some of the catch up provisions for those who are fifty or better. Um, that's the good news that it's never too late to start your retirement. That's right. Plan. You can save millions of dollars over ten years, especially between fifty and sixty five. You can easily uh, easily you have to you have to have discipline. But if you save like these retirement millionaires do, and put away consistently in your retirement plans and your four hundred one k plans in your IRAs, you have the company match. And now the benefit of the Roth IRA, if you can put that in after tax, if you can afford to do that, and then it grows tax free. That's incredible for both you and for the people that can inherit so that money So you take that bite initially, you pay the taxes right up front. Yes. With the Roth. Yes. And so, again, it's it's great for you to grow tax-free, but it's even better for people who inherit it. We were just talking with somebody today, and his kids are 45, 50, 55, right in that range. They're at or near the peak of their income. If they inherit money now that's taxable, that's on top of the peak of their income. It's much better to be able to inherit a Roth IRA, which is tax-free. Great thing you can do for your kids. It really is. It really is, Jeff. That's a good point. Don't be so selfish, will you? Well, <laughs> think, that's not it. I'm remember, joking. You know, I've just heard like, people say, I'm going to spend every cent because I made it and my kids are in charge of their own future. I've heard close friends of mine say that. That's fine. Yes. It's up to you. It's your money. That you paid for their college education. So I, oh, I've their, heard it all. And I, and I you know, that's great. Uh, other people, they want to leave a financial legacy to yeah, the next generation. We have a, a billboard now up on Highway 60 that says, keep family wealth in the family. For a lot of people, it's very important to them. Maybe they have had opportunities that their parents didn't have and that their kids may not have for whatever reason. And they have talent or ability or job or whatever that may create significant wealth, and you want to keep that in the family. Um, that's what we do at the Cowal Investment Group. Day in and day out, we see challenges like that. We see situa- situations like that. Accumulating wealth in your 401k is very important. Accumulating a tax-favored basis, if you can, is very important as well. I like the two articles, the contrast, Jeff, that some people are enduring hardships. Maybe COVID was the reason. Maybe it's a bunch of factors. Yeah. Usually life is life. Well, there more are speed like bumps. Now it's more like inflation that, that's causing it. COVID, we're so done with that. So done. So done with masks. Or, or it's <laughs> in... Um, you know they're starting to come back now, Jeff, at colleges open that up. I, I just dread fall. I don't want to see this. I don't want to go through that again. But uh, that's good stuff. And maybe both are correct. Maybe there are correct. hardships. Yeah. And then maybe, yeah, the markets have made millionaires, obviously. Right. But a million now, like you said, is not what it was. It's interesting. The markets have made millionaires and the economies have made people 
wanting to take hardship withdrawals. I mean, it works both ways. And, uh, you know, it, it, that's why there is a need for planning. Work with fiduciary advisors. This is what we do every day if you have $750,000 or more. Retirement assets, close to already in retirement. Uh, come on, see us at thecoalway.com. Click get your review or you go a little bit further. You can schedule a consultation. Um, yeah, it's, it's easy. It's quick. It's nice. And we'd love to see you and help you with your retirement and investment planning. If you just tune in or joining us late on the Retirement Clinic, today's a special day. We are celebrating the 22nd anniversary of this program. So WISN from Jerry Bott and other managers on down to guys like me. Thank you, uh-huh. Jeff, very much because you have been a part of all well, of again, this. Thank you, Paul. And thanks to all the listeners as well. And of course, Monday through Friday, a president's doing the Mark Belling Show with those market updates, 3 and 5 o'clock. But then on Saturday, the retirement clinic will kind of switch gears when we come back. We'll hear about business owners with the boss segment from Aaron Kowal. We've got the wealth management and preservation segment right around the corner. And any questions you have should go right to the Kowal Investment Group. 262-522-4040 on the web. Remember the World Wide Web when it began 22 years ago? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just thinking about that. Watching a picture take forever to download. Oh, yeah. I remember uh, not to play- mention no video. Oh, I remember playing video games on, uh, on the computer <laughs> at, at the office. And then the, the office, this was brand new at that time, and they got a $220 bill for me playing video games. So. Oh, you spent that too was, many minutes. That went over big. Well, I didn't know. I, you didn't know. It was, uh, no. You were going to be charged by the minute. I exactly. just just played games. Oh, that's the same with the cell phones, right? How many minutes are left oh, in yeah. a month? Yeah. And you'd watch them. Now I think everybody, does everybody get, I assume so, that there's no limit to our cell phones. I mean, I, I don't know. Video, right? You most do. It's just technology. Have it unlimited, yes. It's been a, a, a neat thing, right? The great equalizer, uh, some bad stuff on it, and some good stuff. We'll come right back with Jeff Kowal and a lot more coming up as the retirement clinic. Like I said, 22 years ago, we started this week on WISN. Welcome back to the retirement clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute, business owner's savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. As a small business owner, you are entirely responsible for your own retirement planning. And if you have employees, you likely feel responsible for helping them as well. There are several retirement savings plans available, so it is important to explore all the plan options to understand which retirement savings plan is best suited for you and your employees. Here are some of the plan options available for small companies with employees. The SEP IRA, which is a simplified employee pension plan, is available to companies with one or more employees. This is a cost-effective plan and relatively simple to run. The Simple IRA. This plan is designed for sole proprietors and businesses with 100 or fewer employees. And Small Business 401k. This plan can be established and maintained by most companies, including for-profit, non-profit, and partnerships. If you are a sole proprietor, an IRA or individual 401k are retirement savings plans you should consider. Each plan has its advantages and disadvantages. Understandably, choosing the right retirement savings plan for you and your employees may seem like an overwhelming task. Fortunately, the United States Department of Labor website does provide information and resources to get you started. And enlisting the help of an industry professional can help you help guide you in the right direction. If you need help navigating retirement savings plan options as a small business owner, give our office a call today at 262-522-4040 or visit thecowalway.com. Aaron Kowal with today's boss segment, the acronym BOSS, Business Owners Savings and Security. 
Jeff at the Coal Investment Group. You work with a lot of business owners. That's right, especially those that are close to already in retirement. They're thinking of selling their business. They've worked a lifetime to build up the wealth in their practice, in their business, uh, or as executives. And then what do you do with it? Once you get a payout, once you get the sell the practice, sell the business, what do you do with that portion of money? How do you transform that money into lifelong uh, savings, lifelong income? Uh, how do you save money on taxes? How do you transfer it effectively? What do you do now? That's what we do every day at the Kowal Investment Group, Monday through Friday. So give us a call or go online at thekowalway.com. Hosting the show today is the founder of the Kowal Investment Group, Jeff Kowal. We're going to talk in this segment, Jeff, about taxes, but specifically taxes in retirement. Well, this, there was an article I thought this was pretty interesting. And, some, and one thing in particular was one that people just never think about. Uh, the article is titled Tack, Tackling Retirement's Tricky Tax Questions. This is a, uh, a Wall Street Journal article. Um, and there, there are a, a dozen questions in here. We won't go through all of them. But one that struck me as particularly damaging um, hurtful to uh, IRA owners and retirement plan owners uh, is, is this one. I've now realized my wife will get hammered on taxes if I leave my large traditional IRA to her. Can I leave it to other heirs? Again, this is something, if I pass away, there's what's called a widow's penalty. No, most people don't even think of this. It's not even a most most advisors don't even think about it. It's not even on their radar screen. It is with us because we do this all the time. Um, but it says that many aren't aware of it. Arises when one spouse dies, and a survivor typically must switch from married filing jointly tax status to single filer status. So it's a jump in your tax rates at a much lower level. And there's a, a technique, a, a planning thing that you can do for that, but I'll get to that in a second. But as a result, higher tax rates take effect at lower income levels. RMDs may not drop much at all, and that income may push the survivor into higher tax rates. Oh, boy. In other words, if, you're, if, you're, if you have a uh, million dollars in your IRA and you have to take out $45,000 a year, you still have to take out $45,000 a year, 4% as an example, 4.5%. But now you're, once you, when you were with your spouse, that may have been at a 12 to 22% tax bracket. Now as a single, the same amount of income with every other, everything else, maybe anywhere from 24 to 35%. Ouch. So that's a big bite. So it's the same amount of income coming in. You still have the same amount in your retirement plan. The requirement of distribution might be the same or slightly different, but still you get hammered because now you go from a... Uh, uh, filing jointly, married filing jointly. To single. To single tax. So you're filing, you're filing differently. Thank you, IRS, for that. You're grieving. You just lost your wife or your husband. Yeah. And now you've got to do this. And, and how does that happen if you die like mid-year? Do, do they prorate it or how does that you work? You still have to take out the required minimum distribution for that year. Okay. But that's based on married filing jointly tax return because you could file married filing jointly for that year yet, right until the end of the year. And that's why this is a key thing. Um, if you are faced with that, if your spouse passed away, this is the last year that you can file married filing jointly. Um, you can, what best time to do a Roth conversion. You have to do a Roth conversion at the end of the year because you still have the old married tax rates. 
So you, yeah, it's painful, and you have to make a decision sometimes while you're grieving. Do we do a Roth conversion before the end of the year because you get the married rates next year if you want to do the same Roth conversion? So as an example, if you did a $50,000 Roth conversion, married filing, you might pay, let's say it's 20%. So it costs you two five ten costs you ten thousand dollars. The next year you do the same fifty thousand. You may be in a twenty four percent or twenty five percent tax bracket. Um, so now you're paying twelve thousand five hundred fifteen thousand dollars a year in taxes. So even if I have an interstate plan of will and I'm the beneficiary, my let's just say my husband passes away, and I do everything right, that has nothing. No relevance on this. And nothing at all. It's uh, how you file your taxes. But, you, but you, if you if you did have a spouse pass away this year, there are tax opportunities that you have to pay attention to. It's kind of, it's 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 not callous because they would appreciate it. It's at a time when you maybe you're not thinking clearly. It's a difficult, very emotional time when somebody passes away. Much less your spouse or kid or somebody else. The last thing you're thinking of is taxes. Yeah, but if it's a spouse, so this is one way that you get hurt. Because next year, if you do the same fifty thousand, one year it might cost you ten thousand dollars in taxes. Next year it might cost you fifteen thousand dollars in taxes for the same amount. You do it December thirty first, it costs you ten thousand. If you do it January first of the next year, it costs you fifteen thousand dollars. So you, if you can do a Roth conversion while you can still do it married, uh, have the married tax rates, that's a big plus. My guess is there's many Americans that don't know about this. They don't know, absolutely, and they file. Probably. And many advisors, it's not on their radar screen either. That's that's why as retirement specialists, as people who do this day in and day out, as fiduciaries that always put their clients' interests first, we think about this all the time. Um, as a result, higher tax rates take effect at lower income tax levels. However, RMDs may not drop as much, what I just mentioned. Uh, not unusual for the tax for a survivor. So what you can do is you could, uh, as as an alternative, a saver facing this problem could instead leave all or part of their traditional IRA or 401k to other heirs, non-spouse beneficiaries, kids, grandkids. If you know that maybe you don't need the money, there may be a lower tax bracket, may make sense for you to, to change the beneficiaries on that. I want to go through one or two or more of these questions. Um, and again, this was the, the article talked about tackling retirement's Tricky tax questions. In the Wall Street Journal? In the Wall Street Journal. This this is pretty heady stuff. This is very sophisticated. I like this. And a lot of our listeners, I think, appreciate this as well. Not simple stuff, but it's stuff that affects their life, especially once you've accumulated some wealth. It says, while working, aggressively saved in traditional IRAs and 401ks, now I'm 70, and I'll find a higher tax bracket when RMDs begin, which will also raise my Medicare premiums. How can I manage this? So, okay, so when you're forced to take out, you know, required minimum distributions at age 73, uh, if again, if you have a million dollars, you have to take out forty about forty thousand dollars. If you have two million, means you have to take out eighty thousand. That could push somebody into a higher tax bracket. Not only that, you may be paying higher Medicare premiums because of required minimum distributions. So what do you do? Again, Roth conversions. If you have a couple of years before age 73, before you have to take out required minimum distributions, do Roth conversions because you don't have to take required minimum distributions 
from Roth IRAs. So you do it before 73, before the required minimum distributions kick in. Man, the tax implications in retirement, just huge. Oh, absolutely. And a lot of times it's thinking, well, I'm working less, so it's going to be, I'm not going to be in as high a tax bracket. Well, you might not be in as high a tax bracket, but you are still going to have taxable income. And the government helps assure that, especially if you were diligent in putting money away into a 401k or to an IRA. They're going to make sure because they've given you, in their minds, they were so nice to you, they let you accumulate all this money tax deferred. So sometime in the future, you're going to have to pay taxes on it. Either you do, or your kids do, or your beneficiaries do. So they think. So eventually, you're going to have to pay for it. Yeah, uh, there's never a way around Uncle Sam and taxes. No, absolutely not. And this is the last one. I want to, the last question. Again, there are a whole bunch of these questions, but the last one from here: Can IRA owners taking required minimum distributions still contribute to a traditional Roth IRAs and 401ks. So if you're over 73, if you're still working, yes, but you must have earned income from wages or self-employment at least equal to the contribution. So if you're over 73, you can still make contributions, uh, but and you also need to keep taking your required minimum distribution. But you can still make contributions as long as you have uh, earned income after you start taking required minimum distributions earn income is there a certain level do i have to make no but if you make five thousand dollars you can't contribute ten thousand dollars to a retirement got it yeah but but i could make as little as i don't not belittle it but let's say i just take a part-time job i'm making twenty thousand dollars a year 15 sure you can you you can contribute now there again there are limits to iras as to how much you can contribute limits to 401k as to how much you can contribute but yes as long as you've earned income you can still contribute and it's a good idea to absolutely even beyond the time that you're making required minimum taking required minimum distributions it's along the lines of our next segment wealth management and preservation right preserving that wealth it's our next segment. I don't know if we did this back 22 years ago when we started. This is oh, the yes. 22nd anniversary. And we've always had this segment in place. Well, we did we? when Paul, because we, we, we had to fill the time. So we started this wealth management preservation segment probably two years into it after Paul Harvey dropped off. So it's about 20 years old. Well, I think so. <laughs> it's a very important segment. It's coming up next as we continue the retirement clinic. Yes, the 22nd anniversary with Jeff Kowal, the founder of the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. Check out the thekowalway.com. You were house. I would buy you a house. We are back with the Retirement Clinic every Saturday morning at 9 o'clock. Jeff Kowal, founder of the Kowal Investment Group, hosting today's show, the 22nd anniversary. Uh, So thank you for joining us for all these years. Maybe you join us late, but just to give some perspective, uh, that's a long time for any radio show. And this is a segment, as Jeff said, we've been doing for at least two decades now, the Wealth Management and Preservation. Once you've accumulated some wealth... How do you preserve it, grow it, take income from it, and pass it on to your heirs? Uh, we usually say if you have more than a million dollars, this segment is for you. So if you have $2 million, $5 million, $10 million or more, this one may be geared towards families with $10 million, $20 million, $50 million or more because there's an unprecedented rush to get rid of wealth. Uh, and it isn't just for billionaires. The Trump tax cuts for 2017 temporarily double the base amount that individuals could give away without paying estate taxes to $10 million. $10 million, husband and wife could give away $20 million. Those cuts are due to expire 
January 1st, actually 1231 of 2025. So you've got this year, 2023, next year, 2024, and then all of 2025, but that's it. To give away 20, right now it's at $26 million. But families are giving away more and more. Um, they're afraid that, that, uh, that when the tax cuts expire, that they're not going to be renewed. So, that, so what, if, what if Trump is in the White House? Well, then they might even go higher. Uh, but if but if he's not in the White House, then they're almost for sure going to expire. Then they go back to the old level that was five million, so probably go back up to seven million, so fourteen million, which still isn't bad. But right now it's right around twenty six million. But for American families with a net worth over ten million, there's an urgency, sense of urgency to consider a range of moves before the tax cuts expire. The options range from straightforward gifts to heirs to setting up complicated trusts to protect wealth over generations. The only surefire way to avoid higher taxes is to die before the tax cuts expire. Sounds morbid, but it's true. Well, we generally don't recommend that as a, as a tax planning method, so generally not. But it, but if you die before uh, uh December 31st of 2025, then you're okay. Wasn't the... Isn't there a story about Steinbrenner? Oh, yeah. Did, he died right before... Was it the end of the year? Yeah, it was the end of the year before they reduced the tax cuts. <laughs> and it, he, you just made it... Yeah, so he... I think he was looking for golden, but they're looking at it... This is, investors are looking at this as a great way to make tax-free transfers. Uh, the $10 million figure in the Trump tax cuts of 2017 was indexed for inflation. For 2023, the combined gift and estate tax exemption is $12.92 million. Let's say $13 million per individual. Double that for husband and wife, $26 million per married couple. That's the amount you can give away during your life or at death Estate tax free. That's an estate tax. There might be income tax. I gotta make sure that we clarify that. You could transfer that much estate tax free, but there may be some uh, income tax, other taxes. Next year, the exemption likely will go up to thirteen and a half million, and estimates for twenty twenty five are fourteen million. So, so it's uh, uh, twenty eight million dollars. For husband and wife that they can give away, so people are struggling. Are struggling. They're hustling to try and get that done, uh, because it drops down to seven million after that. And you should probably be asking whoever you're working with, your advisor, about this. Absolutely, or could give us a call. A, better yet, a sense of urgency. Yep. Two six two five two two forty forty. Thank you, Paul. Um, just to put it in perspective, big deal. So what if you save some money on estate taxes? If a couple transfers their full exemption of $28 million by 2025 before the lost sunset, they would get about $5.6 million in tax savings. $5.6 million. Again, so like, what? Oh, there's your answer. Well, it's not just $5.6 million in tax savings. So, you know, so I can give my fair share in taxes. But who's going to do a better job with that $5.6 million? Is it kids or charities or somebody else going to do a better job? Or is the government going to do a better job with that money? Uh, I would... Go with kids and charities. I would put money on kids and charities. Well, do you want the government Tr- yeah. having all your money? So you want your you can, family. So if you can save that kind of money, um, and again, the money grows in those trusts. It can even be a larger amount as as people are, as the money in the trust grows. Put in perspective, there are about one and a half million Americans with $10 million to $50 million in net worth. One and a half million Americans. Um what the easiest way to make gifts, again, direct gifts of transfer of cash, of securities, 
the limit amount on annual tax for gifts. It doesn't tap in. You can give $17,000 in 2023, likely it'd be $18,000 in 2024. So again, Jane and I, my wife and I, $17,000, we can give $34,000 to anybody we want. Doesn't affect that $26 million cap. So anybody can give any gifts to anybody. $17 million for an individual never affects the estate tax. Case of long-held stocks that appreciate in value, the issue is complicated, so you got to be a little bit careful with that. And the last thing I want to talk about before we, fin- we leave this, and that there is also a, a way to give money via trust for individuals facing estate taxes, making gifts to a dynasty trust. I love that name. Remember the old show Dynasty? Oh, of course. <laughs> dynasty was uh, who's Joan Collins? I think you're right. Star. That was. Uh, uh, again, you had the the the, uh, the Texas one, uh, Dallas, Dallas. Then yeah. you had the Dynasty. You had the, I mean, there were all these shows with big money. Anyway, it's different when issue. Was, when there was only three channels on TV. Yeah, that's right. You can preserve more wealth for your children by using a Dynasty trust. The trust removes the assets from both your estate and your children's estate. These trusts typically benefit children, but also grandchildren and future generations. That's why they call it a dynasty. Trusts also offer asset protection. Don't try this alone. See a competent estate planning attorney to help you with this. We can give you guidelines. We can give you uh, suggestions. We can do some calculations for you on this. But they have to thumb the the things that the... Um, the plan execute properly. Make sure you see a great estate planning attorney. Not somebody is somebody that's not on somebody's payroll. Somebody who's independent. We have trusted partners that we work with that know these inside and out. They work with them all the time. We love them, and we can make recommendations on that. It was just a couple of weeks ago. Aaron had an estate planning attorney on the show. Uh, again, this retirement planning. Then under that umbrella, there's so many moving parts, Jeff. Yep, estate planning is is very important. And you had mentioned this earlier. It's it's possible that these higher estate tax exemptions could be extended, but most people are betting they're not because the people in power right now. And typically, politicians in general are always horny for revenue. They always want more money. And, and by lowering that tax exemption for estate taxes, uh, Republicans have long favored abolishing the estate tax completely. Democrats have called, this is according to the article, uh, Wall Street Journal, Democrats have called for it to be toughened. Dropping exemption to about three and a half million, raising the top tax rate to get this seventy-seven percent. That's just so you have insulting. an exemption, and then at certain levels it would be taxed at seventy-seven percent. Why don't you just take a hundred percent? Don't suggest that, Paul. They, they will. If there's a politician listening, I they love might, your they term. Want that. One of the best terms I've ever heard was "horny for revenue." You yep, said right. it a couple of weeks ago, and it stuck. Him. It's exactly what they want our money, Jeff. Yes, you bet. Um, taxes and retirement, and an overall theme, and especially in this one, wealth management and preservation. This segment we do weekly. It's the retirement clinic. It's celebrating 22 years on WISN today with Jeff Kowal, the founder of the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. Wrapping up today's retirement clinic with a special thank you to our listeners, Jeff. It's been 22 years today. We're celebrating your show, Jeff. Thank Kowal. you very much to the listeners and everything that we talked about on the show today. This is what the Coal Investment Group does day in and day out. We do retirement planning. We're called the retirement specialists for a reason. Fiduciary advisors, we always put our clients' interests first at the Coal Investment Group. Your website, thekowalway.com, K-O-W-A-L. It's a good start, but Jeff, we can reach out and call anytime. 
That's right, 262-522-4040. Again, there's great information on, on the website, and you can click to, for a review, uh, get your review, uh, schedule a consultation as well. That is thekowalway.com. Again, Jeff, thank you so much for the 22 years, and here's to 22 more. Here, here. Thanks, Paul. Absolutely. Jeff Kowal. Stay tuned. News coming up next. That's going to do it for this week's Retirement Clinic. Back next Saturday, 10 o'clock. And remember, tune in for the investment, those market updates we talk about so much during the week on the Mark Belling Show. With the Kowal Investment Group and Jeff Kowal, I'm Paul Kronforst on WISN.